Just as long as we're not talking too violently over each other, yeah. then I'm fine. That's that's only ever been my key is. Because I noticed a couple of the episodes, I did somehow the time sync got fucked up, and that was a nightmare episode to edit, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> fuck video, please burn in hell. Yeah, um... No, for real, though, we should just start stealing from Augie. Start start doing his stream for him. <laughs> so, real, real quick, real quick complaint. How is it that Augie has 2,000 subscribers and he's getting 500 live viewers? Like, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not jealous. Like, it's actually kind of just impressed. But I thought live streaming was, like, reserved for Twitch. Like, that was kind of the big thing. But that ratio is actually kind of insane. To be like one in four of your subscribers is watching your daily live streams, that's really impressive. And I'm astounded because they just killed YouTube gaming, so their live streams are just like bombing on or blowing up on YouTube now? What the fuck? I don't know if that's what it is or not. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I mean, more power to them. I, I don't know what exactly it is that they're that they're doing that's really working so well. Uh, I don't get to watch as much anymore because of just the time, um, but uh, yeah, it's they're they're really doing well. I it's <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, fuck you, Bo Blacks. Um, <laughs> I just I'm legit. I'm happy because they're doing well. Yeah. The only thing that annoys me is I'm like I can't watch the replays. They're two and a half hours long. Yeah. Make the damn show shorter. Why do people have to do? Oh, I'm gonna do a four hour show. Everyone's gonna watch that. No, fuck you. Do an hour to two hours. That's the normal amount of time for people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like whenever I start doing a live stream, I end up just going until I feel like getting off. Nobody usually watching anyway, so it's usually just kind of. Me just sitting there with my thoughts for a couple hours. I just kind of leave it recording just because, you know, if something crazy happens, I have the clip. So, I actually have a question, just, just based off your opinion. I'm thinking about doing, like, a, a daily or bi-daily uh, cooking live stream, like, at 5 o'clock. Do, do, does anybody care about those? Is that, like, a thing? Dude, there's people that watch people sleep on live streams. There's a market for everything somehow. Even I, even if you even if you even if you put on a dress and pretend to be a thick girl, and just and just shoot camera down like like neck down, <laughs> and then uh, just every once in a while just have like a kawaii giggle, <laughs> and that's it. But no, I'm like I was watching I something yesterday and they were talking about how eating streams on twitch are like blowing up right oh, now. oh mukbang is streaming now yeah people fucking stream it i'm like ah oh, that's i've never understood mukbang i understand eating channels i don't understand mukbang all right i've been saving this joke but i'm gonna use it now anyway has anyone ever asked you to chew louder Ugh. at the table oh god honey honey could you please chew louder we're all trying to <laughs> we're all trying to eat here can you please chew a little bit louder thank you couldn't hear I you can across the just table. think of the whoa vicky where she's with that one other girl and they're eating like that king crab thing and it's just the slurping and the noise <laughs> and the chewing yeah i i like on instagram like fucking vicky shut your fucking mouth shut it now what is wrong with you people yeah there's a little bit of that every time she talks at all because she's always chewing gum or something too oh God. she's got like she i don't know if she's ever been from new york but she's got like that that like stereotypical new yorker thing where nah nah i'm chewing on my gum 
Nah, I'm I'm done with them. Fucking, it's it's fake outrage. It's fake culture. It's fake people. It's fake Instagram. It's fake. It's all fake. Where is a single real person? The more you look at the internet, the more you realize almost entirely it is fake. I'm bullshit. Bull to the fucking shit. It, iDubs is a perfect example of like real. Like he puts on a persona, but then when you watch the behind the scenes stuff, it's like, oh yeah, no, he's he's kind of the same. He's he's a little bit more chill, but he's the same guy. Yeah, he's actually you, amplified in character and that's it. But like it's not a differentiation. When you go and you watch like Lil Tay, it's like, no, 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 it's like eight people behind her saying, turn it up to 50. And then it's like, I just want to go to bed, mommy. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? It's not real. Oh, you go seeing all the, the Kim Kardashians. And then you go see the freaking Nicki Minaj's and the Cardi B's. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? They're just, they're just swindling you out of fucking $3. Give it up now, you little fucking pay piggy. Give me your $3 for my new song. Let's go. Did you see that video where uh, somebody was like interviewing Kim Kardashian at their house? And at one point they, they asked her like, what's the one thing that you wish people would stop doing or something like that? And they said, making a big deal out of my butt. And this is the same woman who like two years ago was still, well, no, no, last year even, was still taking pictures, like professional pictures, primarily around her buttocks. Like you can't take, you can't have a professional photographer come in focus the camera on the size of your butt and spend most of your career making a big deal about your butt and then turn around and say i wish people wouldn't wouldn't make a big deal about my big butt yeah, well, you know up. it's like belle delphine if you acknowledge that this is a joke and this is what you're doing to make pay your bills then it stops being it stops like the cash stops flowing in when the second you acknowledge it the second like bell duffine actually does porn like it's done the money <laughs> train's done and so that's why I'm, i've always respected kim in that that sense it's like yeah she she won't stop it she keeps going she's gonna keep riding this until she's fucking 50 because that's what's gonna pay the bills and then when the when like every giant celebrity when they're when they're 15 minutes or their 15 years dies down they'll do the the next porn tape the secondary release with ray j or whoever the fuck <laughs> and then they'll go round two and then they'll have another 15 minutes and then they're gone but the fucking kardashians i i gotta say though i do like kim for getting her law degree i'm like holy shit man that that was really, really, like, a good human being type thing to do, man. Mm. Yeah, like, what Kim and Kanye are doing, I'm I'm actually giving mad respect, because I'm like, ah, fuck. They're, they went, they cashed this cow, they milked it as much as they can, and now they're like, alright, well, we're gonna keep doing it, but we're gonna change it up a little bit. And I'm like, at least they're doing some good out of it. I Something. just I just don't like that so many stupid people follow them and think that they're they're doing, like, mo like they praise them over stupid minor stuff. Oh, yeah. You're so brave for releasing your no kimono line. It's so brave. Kylie, Bitch, she you is did a such billionaire. a good job making a billion dollars on your own without any help from your family whatsoever. Even though most of your money came from a TV show you were on in high school, all of your high school years. Like, I, I'm not. No, I'm going to disagree with you, man. No. I, I think Kylie was one of the smarter ones. Where she said, okay, this TV thing makes me, you know, decent buck. Like, this gets me, like, my 10 million. This gets me my 100 million. But I can make 900 million going over here in the beauty and makeup stuff. 
But what I I'm saying I is just. But what I'm saying is, you can't be self-made if you were just by default involved in something that made you, you know, fifty million dollars so, or whatever to start, and that's where you started. She started with that money. Um, She's not self-made. Yeah. That, uh, okay, what did she do to get on self- the TV show? Self-made doesn't necessarily need to equate to having zero dollars to make a successful business. Okay, okay. So ten million, ten million as a starting point is self-made. I, she was being I billed could... as a self-made millionaire. Billionaire. She, 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 no, 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 no. Before she was a billionaire, they were billing her as a self-made millionaire. I, I never disagree with the idea that you can go from a millionaire to a billionaire, and you can say that they're a self-made billionaire when her fame. And uh, her already existing modeling career and stuff that came from the TV show that she did not get on because of any of her own talent or anything, just because it was her sister's show. So here's the thing. you can't, Self-made is such a, a kind of misnomer here where, let me put it this way. Unless somebody came in for, and I'm talking about her beauty line. I'm like the TV show thing is, yeah, you can't argue that was self-made. I'm like that was a, that was the hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, 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 no. Don't you dare try and say her beauty line makes her self-made. She did. I, I, yes, it does. Okay, unless, how? But wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. She, but where did her, re- where did her reputation or popularity or anything come from for the makeup line? She didn't make the makeup herself. She didn't I, start advertising the makeup herself yet. She was already advertising other people's makeup. And she could exactly. only do that because of her popularity that came from the TV show that made her her first millions. Well, you could argue then that any Instagram person is not self-made. No, 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 because they they started at the bottom. They worked their way up for the most part. They were already rich and then became more famous because they were rich. She, I'm, I'm saying she was on a TV show and modeling like professionally in high school because of her existing connections and money i I can agree but the two aren't the same they aren't i'm I'm telling you straight you can't sit there and say that oh you can't be a self-made billionaire selling products and marketing products and doing the manufacturing the shipping and the distribution you can't be self-made because priorly you were famous or popular on a tv show self-made is like oh is me saying, oh, I'm starting this business or I'm buying this business and I'm going to take it from its cash flow of $0 and bring it up to a billion See, now you're saying $0. Now you're saying a starting point is $0. Well, even if she bought a company, um, like a good example was like it's Shaquille O'Neal. Like if you ever look in, uh, I think one of the, no, it was another Lakers. Okay, well, let me, let, me, let me bring this up. Let me bring this up. All of her family members were already doing makeup and style. Right. So you're telling me that you don't think any of their connections had any influence you don't think any of their connections were the ones that were pushing her making the makeup or anything like that so you don't you don't you think that kylie went and did her own deals sep completely separate from the companies her sisters and all were working with so this is where i lack the information because i don't really care enough to look into it but yeah i would say this is where the self-made argument is the actual argument see that's what i'm saying is it's not it's not the one thing it's like the entire thing Mm, that's why that's I, why I'm saying like like the money, the influence and the connections. Where do they all come from? They all come from the show and her popularity came from that. All right. everything came back from the show and her family. The only but, thing that we don't know is where the makeup brand deals came from. 
like who who actually who actually makes the stuff and all that and but, that's what dick takes the but they wouldn't part. have been talking to her without the popularity she gained from being on a show that she did nothing to get on um, I disagree. but live in a house with her family no 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 that's that's where you're wrong that's called venture capital my friend if you have money to put down into a business, it doesn't matter where it came from. That's how you start a business. You but gotta my, have the but, money. To right, start but it. the money had to come from somewhere. She had exactly. no inf Okay, my point is, how can you say that without millions of followers that come from just your TV show that you were born into, so so to speak? How can you say that the money you you have million? Yeah, you have millions. Congratulations, you have millions. That. Let's say you even were born with the millions, all right? You just they're just native to part of you. Right. You take that and you put it into something, yes. But you still needs fuel to make everything go besides money. And this is where exactly did the influence come from? This that's what I'm saying. That, that, that's not the, the where it came from isn't what the self-made de definition comes down to. What comes down to is, let me put it this way, like Jeffree Star is a great example of this. You take somebody like Jeffree Star and you're like, okay, well, they're popular for makeup and beauty and all this stuff, but then they go, I'm going to start my own makeup instead of using other people's. So then Jeffree Star in this case, because I don't know exactly with, uh, with Chloe, is that you get him going, I'm making the deals, I'm going to the manufacturing plants, I'm doing the warehouse stuff, I'm in charge because I run this business. If Chloe's doing the same thing, which again, I don't necessarily know, that is being self-made. Nobody, Kylie. you can't just, Kylie, yes. <laughs> um, you can't just put $10 million and say, turn this into a billion, please. Just use my image to do that. No, you have to be the one who dictates how you grow that portfolio. So that there is why I say self-made. Now, if she hired out like, oh yeah, you know, uh, Chloe or Kim knew this one and then Chloe knew that one and then Bruce knew or Caleb, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, you know, like they knew that one. Yeah, that's not self-made. That's having other people venture your business and you grow it together and you're just the face of it. But I'm telling you, I'm like, the way you become a self-made individual is you sit down and you are the one who dictates the choices and the actions that the business does. And I think, I don't know, is that's what... Uh, wow, I already I forget their names so often. I don't care anymore. The only <laughs> reason I know is because this one, this one, everybody made about uh, made a big deal about being self-made. Yeah. Oh, Kylie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. But that's that's how you become a self-made individual. That's how it's done. Nobody can just tell you, hey, this is how you make a business successful. That just doesn't exist. So self-made, you going, hmm. Okay. Well, I got a lot of money. I opened up a makeup line. I have to make it successful now. That's self-made. Unless you hired people to do all the work for you, in which case that's not self-made in my opinion. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to have to hard disagree with you on that just because <laughs> there, it's hard for me to assume that she didn't have uh, use her connections because that's just smart business. This is the hell we die on, goddammit. <laughs> Who's right? Was it Chloe? That's what ruined our friendship. It's fucking Chloe Kardashian. That oh, this isn't a bitch. hill. This is Kim's butt. <laughs> oh my god, that fucking ass is ridiculous. I gotta have implants. Sure. I would not be surprised. 
It's just that it's one of those you like forever arguments where you're like, she doesn't have implants, and then the diehard fans say she doesn't have implants, and every rational human being on the planet's like, yeah, she clearly does. It's funny how many how many celebrities are worried about their uh, their um, physical like their plastic surgery getting exposed. <laughs> just fucking. If you, there was this one uh, video I was watching during the Roosty podcast where they were doing this thing where. You have to you have to look for this. I'm telling you, it will fuck your life up. Actors who intentionally knock out all of their teeth to get denture replacements. The best one that I saw that fucked my life up was Ben Affleck. Like, if you look at his teeth when he was like first starting off as an actor, they're like these little dink little dinky little teethies, like little little baby teeth almost. And now he's got this full set of pearly whites. I'm like and you can find a bunch of actors who have done it. I'm like, that will, it fucking ruins your life. You're like, these people went to a dentist or over the dentist or whoever the fuck and said, these don't look good. Take them out. Like, See, people that I believe, are though. fucking, cr- that's crazy I to me. I believe it because, because like people in Hollywood, like, especially like back when um, Ben Affleck would have done that, um, I, I could very much see that because back then, especially... Hollywood was even more fickle because I'm, I'm I'm assuming this is like early 2000s, um, probably. So I could very much see that because like oh he's got you've got you'd have you would have perfect star quality you'd be a perfect leading man if only mm, it's just those teeth I could totally see that being said in a uh, uh, what do you call it um, audition Casting. yeah audition. No, it, it, it's just one of those age-old things where you're just like, celebrities going to celeb, and then when one of their fucking tits or their ass implants explode, we'll all be laughing, and then it'll be business as usual. Oh, God, I can't Speaking of celebrities, how, much, how, was, uh, how was your trip to VidCon rubbing shoulders with all the YouTube celebs? Yeah, sure. <laughs> rubbing shoulders, we'll call it. No, everyone is awkward as fuck, and I was as well. Don't, don't, do not get me wrong. So, um, yeah, VidCon sucks. I, uh, the simplest way to say it was like I severely underestimated the child to adult ratio. <laughs> you, you laugh. I, I went with that. I know. I predicted okay. it. <laughs> I figured it would I, be bad because, especially because of TikTok and stuff. I am a full-grown adult. I am a full male adult. I don't think I've seen more children in my entire life than I have that week. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't... I... I... Look, I get it. I'm the weirdo. I'm 27. I go on YouTube and I watch people talk about 14-year-olds who have false rape, rape allegations. I'm the weirdo. I get it. Why... Why, why were there no fucking adults? Does nobody care about YouTube? Is is this like the only the creators that go? Those are the only ones that care. What the fuck is wrong with people? I think I think because VidCon has kind of developed this uh, this um, I don't want to say stigma, but there's there's this idea around VidCon that kids tend to like the most. Who are like, this is the place to go, ah! And then adults normally it's like. Yeah, every time I see a video, I just see kids, 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 kids. I don't want to go do. I don't want to go to that. And then the only the only people that really seem like they're interested in it when I'm like on social media that are adults are all people that are like, oh, all my friends are at VidCon. 
Like they don't care about going to the con itself. Yeah, exactly. That's that's really the only reason to go. I feel as an adult. And well, a especially creator. like if you're especially if you're involved in the commentary community, if you're following the commentary community at all, and you saw any of the videos posted by like Wang or or anybody like that, like freaking Vega was everywhere during that. <laughs> Vega was in almost every picture I saw of VidCon from commentators. Um, uh, but by the way, uh, fuck you, Vega, you you bastard. <gasps> <laughs> so I, I I walked up to him. I just wanted, I gave him, like, the very most clearly defined, like, I want to shake your hand, good sir. You don't know me off of our few Twitter interactions, but I would like to shake your hand. And he gave me this look of, like, why are you coming up and, hold, like, holding your hand out at me? And I just, like, I had that internal dialogue of, like, oh, God, what do I do? And it was, like, the, the fucking worst six or five or six seconds it was short but it was like five seconds of internal internal like oh god what do i do do i leave the did hand you, wait, here wait, wait. do i did, take it away did you leave the hand there and just walk past him like you were going to the next person oh no 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 that i left my hilarious. hand there i asserted myself in front of vega i'm like vega it's me kyle we've talked a few times with the catch 33 podcast it's me he's like oh the pantsless bail dude i'm like yeah he's like hi how you doing i was like good nice to see you here and that was it Oh man! Fuck you, Vega. You, you made it awkward, you son of a bitch. I know I would be awkward, uh, especially because I've never met anyone. For I know I'm, I'm more awkward in person, so I know it'd be awkward. But yeah, I, I've never met anybody from YouTube uh, in real life, so I know I'd be awkward, especially. But uh, I'm, I'm, I still want to go. Sad. I've, I've been holding this story from you because I'm real sad about it. So I ran, it was like the whole squad of like uh, Elvis and Vega and Nakey Jakey. And then I saw a Tro and then I went up to Tro and I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, thanks for replying to my DMs. I appreciate you trying to help and all that jazz. Because I was basically trying to hit up the guys and be like, hey, I realize I'm not, you guys don't really know me, but if you guys go out to a bar, I'd love to buy you guys around and chat your ear up for a minute, you know, like try to, try to like, talk with them and also possibly try to sell my shit you know a little bit right and i was like oh yeah you know me and jake we're doing this little podcast right now the first thing he asked was oh is, is jake here i was like no he's he's with this kid in jersey i'm like i'm sorry i'm like i'm real bummed too i would have loved him to be here that was the first fucking thing he said and i was like ah, i know i feel sad now you're kidding right no i'm not <laughs> it was I told him, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I love your little thing. And me and Jake, for some reason, always end up talking about you on our podcast. He's like, oh, is, he, is he here? I like, I don't know. Huh. Sorry. That's but, cool. um, no, I, I had the most awkward interaction ever. So we were at the Michael Reeves and William Osmond panel. Which, by the way, those guys, the, I hate VidCon and how they, like, prop up all these, like, zombie unicorn types who are nobodies. <laughs> like, who the fuck? Nobody could. You saw how few so people were. You saw how few people are at these panels. Meanwhile, Michael Reeves and William Osmond are kind of like somewhat surprise guests, and their whole fucking like Q&A stadium is basically packed with people. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Get these people in more. Dude, I'm but, telling you, um, these, the, William Osmond and Michael Reeves, their kind of content is going to storm the platform soon. I think they need their own basically TV show. I think they need to be on Netflix. Those two should, t they should do a Mythbusters 2. But have it on yeah. Comedy Central and have it hosted by them. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, you see Gus Johnson's newest fucking thing on Comedy Central? Mm-hmm. In one day, 600,000 views. I'm like, he put out a new one today. Oh, I just missed I, it, that it, one. It was, it was a different, it was a completely different thing. It, it, it was still funny, but that video was so good. Apparently that series, though, the mini mock, I went and scrolled through just looking like, okay, none of their stuff does very well. That did really well. What about the other mini mock series? 
exactly. episodes. And that that series in particular does really well. But the, the fact that Gus Johnson was on there and it did that well, it, it speaks very well for his working with uh, with um, with uh, Comedy Central. And I love the fact that he's getting into stand-up and stuff now, too. So oh, God, I yes. could... I, I, I'm, uh, I cannot wait to see where Gus Johnson goes. No, 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 no. If anything, Comedy Central has had the fucking worst last few years and down, down, down spike. Like, mm-hmm. they're going wokeonomics. They're going down the shitter. The stand-up comedians they put on there are shit. The fucking best move they made as of late is Gus Johnson. Man, that was smart yeah. for once. They're, they're moving more and more into online influencers, it seems like. And it's a very, I think it's a very smart move. Um, it, it's really good. With Gus, but, with Gus getting further and further into stand-up and other other forms of uh, entertainment, I, I'm definitely very excited to see what what this evolves into because I can't see it not going somewhere bigger. I agree. I just think the one problem that I know is going to happen, and I will put my fucking testicles up and say they're going to look at Gus Johnson being successful, and they're going to go, "Oh, Gus Johnson was so successful, we barely pay him anything. Well, why don't we throw a little bit more money and get somebody big? Uh, who who should we get? Uh, oh, the Gabby Show, they're great. Or who the fucking the yeah. one Spanish bitch, like." I, I know they're going to do it. I know it. I In my heart of hearts, they're going to hire some funny five-second Instagram person. They're going to fuck everything up. Can I, you imagine I, that? Like a Lele Pons Comedy Central show? Can you, can you imagine no. how bad that would be? It would be magnificent. <laughs> I would watch every episode as I share with my friends and go, look at what these fucking idiots at Comedy Central did. Look at, look at Viacom. Come on. They run VidCon. They can't seem to get shit together. Tosh.0 would just be doing commentary videos. <laughs> About the entire episode, like every episode, every week, tune in for the new episode of Gab- uh, for of um of uh Lele Pond show, and then later that week, tune in for the episode of Tosh Point where he rips apart the entire episode. <laughs> Tosh comes on YouTube. He's like, "Look, I just wanted to make a YouTube channel just for this. Come see what my boss did. They hired this dumb <laughs> fucking bitch." Oh, oh God. No, um, speaking of that, actually, real quick on the side, uh, I'm really excited because um, I'm kind of like I'm kind of making a slight announcement to a certain extent. Uh, at some point, I'm intending on moving. Uh, girlfriend got a job. I'm getting a job out in a different area. I'm not saying where you fucking stalkers, but um, I'm going to basically find. And I I'm asking this for you and then anybody who leaves a comment. Uh, do you have any suggestions on what the most mind-numbing, physically least demanding job possible is. Because what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to try to find a job at like one of these like uh, uh, storage places, like long-term storage, like you rent a unit, put your shit in there, leave it there for seven years. Uh, I'm going to try to find a job like that where you're, you're basically doing nothing all day. And then once I've actually got like a full-time job doing something like that, I'm the most amazing thing that came from VidCon was this invigoration to say, fuck it i i'm doing it i'm hungering down i'm putting everything into youtube once i get a an actual stable job i'm like girlfriend's making money i'm gonna be next to so many college towns so i can find video editors and possibly go back to school to like take video editing classes myself mm-hmm. I, i'm fucking doing it so i'm like i need to find a job though that's like i don't care what the pay is it just needs to be the fucking the the dumbest least intense job in the world um, I mean, if I if I had any ideas, trust me, I wouldn't be broken and uh, in massive credit card debt right now. But um, 
yeah, I, I mean, like, editing is, is, is probably a good way if you can find, like, a small niche where that need, that people need edited, like, um, like doing meme edits and stuff, like, that kind of thing, but I can't See, think of much. I, I gotta avoid editing. I hate editing. I'm not great at it. I can do it. I'm not good at it, but I'm not bad at it either. And problem with editing is just that I get too perfectionist. And so I really like the second I'm making enough money, which is why I say like at a college town, I'm going to find somebody to pay to do editing basically because I, I just can't stand editing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I actually, I, I've, I've gotten more into editing meme, like trying to like find meme worthy stuff and uh, editing stuff together just for the, just for the heck of it. I actually, I actually would have had my video out uh, like a couple days earlier, but I spent a full night, <laughs> I was supposed to be editing my own video, editing this dumb gag where um, Tipster ended up, I, I was watching him while I was looking for stuff to make fun of on Amazon. And I sent him, I, I mentioned, I found like an album, like an audio album on Amazon of orgasm sounds. And he's like, I don't believe you posted in the chat. I posted in chat and he listened to it live. So he's like doing my old Amazon show practically live. And uh, so I ended up just like recording the entire thing and editing that down for the heck of it. Um, like stupid little stuff like that's fun to do. Like if it's just going to be like three hours of work, like no one's paying me for it though. So it's like, I don't care enough to put more into it. If I was being paid for it, I probably would end up doing that though overworking it and thinking too much about it and getting all perfectionist when you're just doing it for fun it's completely different there there there's some people who can do both there's some people who can look at it like oh it's a job and not some people who are like oh this is where i really fucking get my bread and butter out there (laughs) (laughs) but i just let me put it this way if i'm gonna take a professional youtuber the first thing i'm telling them as like a professional is Hire an editor. You need the ability to just focus on being the vision and the creative talent that's driving it forward. The editing process is a, it's a tweak. There there is a there is a style to it. But let me put it this way: when you're watching Game of Thrones, what are you watching? Are you watching the actors or are you watching the editors? Yeah. Now, granted, I'm not, that's a really brash, quick understatement. But the editors. Editors tell the story, but here's the thing: you you can tell an editor how to tell a story. Their style and their twerk obviously will have a decent amount of impact, but just just hire somebody. Your life will be so much freer. Yeah, there's there's a little nuance to it, but you're right. For the most part, for the most part, just, just having an editor would save you so much time. As long as you can afford it, it would really just it would enable you to do so much more because you wouldn't have to think about doing the the stuff that kind of makes you bored or whatever and you could even have somebody just do like most of the editing for you and then you go through and just yeah do touch up editing i know a lot of people do that uh, i actually oh, know God, a guy yeah. i actually know a guy who uh i'm not gonna say anything about how it worked out but they he did he they don't they don't work together now but he was he edited like two videos for uh for um elvis and um yeah, the one ended. The one he had sent it to him, and it ended up getting re-edited and, and uploaded. But like, I would imagine that's normal that a video would get like a, a few touch-up edits, not a full re-edit like this was. Right. But um, but yeah, like it's 
it, it it makes it makes total sense like i mean it would the thing that sucks i would imagine as an editor if you edit a video for somebody and then there's touch-up edits i would imagine maybe you feel like uh, that's a little bit of a letdown but i like as somebody that edits my own stuff all the time and i make creative decisions constantly about it i could totally see why somebody like if i send a video to somebody they might be like yeah i don't like that creative decision so i'm gonna go this way with it makes perfect right. sense to me and there, there's that disparity. I don't remember who said it, but it's basically you have to take somebody. So when I started my job, my job basically said, you're an idiot. We have to train you for a month to learn how to type buttons on a keyboard again. And I think that's the same thing you have to do with a video editor is go, look, look, you, you know you're doing, yeah, yeah, sure, but you're, you're an idiot. You don't know my style. So for a month, you're just going to basically watch me and then you can start learning to take over the mantle while I'm basically your supervisor for two months. After that third month, you can spread your own wings at that point. You, you really have to. People are too eager to just be like, oh, I found an editor. And then three edits later, like, I don't want to work with you anymore. Bye. Like, what? Yeah. no, fucking train them. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to actually work with them when you work with them. You have to. And that's that's kind of one of the big um, bummers is that one of my editors that I found, I paid the guy. Uh, he does really good work, but... He's in India, and that time disparity just fucked everything up. It was it's so hard, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm still keeping contact, but it was like, you know, there was this communication that had to keep going back and forth. Where I was like, well, I like this, I didn't like that, I like this, I didn't like that. And after a couple times, I'm like, he started to see kind of where I was going. And he kind of got it together. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't tell you how many things have been messed up uh, in terms of like my stuff with YouTube and people on YouTube and all because of time zones like i had a i had a podcast going. i think i mentioned a couple times on the show before uh seriously informal we were doing uh ramen me and a guy named make me believe um and that was so much fun but we only had one hour one hour window a week where our time synced up where we could possibly even record it and it was God. really late for it was really late for ramen so that was it was really rough on him um, so it was just like, yeah, we just couldn't find a time to make it work. It was so much fun. And yeah, time zones really, they really, they really suck the life out of things. If you, if you can't find people in the right time zone. Yeah. And that's why I'm dreading the idea of eventually like getting third or guest host in here. I'm just like, oh fuck man, that's going to be the worst part. I got a feeling. I mean, I would think if we were doing, if if we changed it to being more like, multiple shows right so like plan on one one episode a week but then every once in a while we'll have time to do a second show in that week or whatever because there's more news going on that week to talk about or something and then if you had three you wouldn't necessarily need all three on every show oh yeah because then you oh. could just do all right well we us two can do this this week us two can do this next week whatever you know what i mean i mean like you wouldn't need to have a set group necessarily I think, no joke, and I'm, I was joking about it, but I'm like, you know, I think Augie, what they're doing is kind of proof that that formula just works a lot better on YouTube. The problem is that, like, you, you kind of have a schedule dedication. You're saying every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we will be here at the same time talking about shit. We're going to have usually the same people. We're going to have a Discord. Like, there's kind of a format to it, and it gets yeah. boring real fast. But I'm like, I got to be honest, I'm like... It up. No, 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 the the viewers are coming and they they are there and like yeah if you if you're obviously entertaining, people will come watch. Mm -hmm. 
I, I was just astounded because I was kind of under the impression that it was like, no, nah, podcast format's kind of podcast format. Like there's a there's a style to it and you kind of have to stick to it because that's what's been, you know, tried and true. But no, like the live streaming just feels different somehow. Yeah. Yeah, no, there, it's, it's kind of like when you record a video without face cam. When you record a video with face cam, all of a sudden you start talking slower and you're more conscious about how you're physically acting and you have to like pay attention to the camera and you, you, there's a lot of stuff that changes subconsciously. It's really, really odd because even when I was doing like gameplay videos, even if I wasn't looking at the camera or something, I was looking at a screen and playing, playing a game. I would notice that what I was saying was completely different, like tone and I wasn't acting the same way. It's so strange. Um... But that's it's just how it is. For some reason, like if you're live, the same thing happens. Like you, you, because you know subconsciously that there's there's no edit. If you say something dumb, you have to, you know, either retract it or or correct it or whatever, depending nah. on what you're talking about. Nah. Well, I mean, if you're talking about if you're talking about something serious and you say like like you make a false allegation by accident, no, no, <laughs> just no. just for example. Look, no, no, no. I gotta be I gotta be honest here because I'm like. I think people are getting too wrapped around that type of thought. I am listexic. I don't fucking understand how the last three years, my brain doesn't function the same way when it does anymore when I'm speaking. Because what comes out of my face comes out faster than I can think it now at this point. I am speaking so fast or so much or so much information is coming out that... I just like I'm trying to think of the word like what's a word that's it's a word that begins with a u it, it vaccines autist that's what I am I'm an autist at this point like it just it takes a hard long time to get out of my face so like when you're alive I feel like the key you just have to do is just be truthful just tell the truth and if you can't think of the word just be like I well like the word I'm thinking is like this and then the chat just goes fucking wild trying to guess what stupid ass word you're trying to think of and you're just like no not retarded not moronic Hyogen. like something stupid like that where you just kind of have to force the words out and yeah. then you're fine well and the then problem, at that, well, at the that problem point all you have that, to do is be entertaining yeah the problem with that when you're talking about stuff like this is um, any slight slip of the tongue, like if you if you say things in the wrong manner, it, people will start taking it as to mean something else. Um, like I used to when I used to when I used to stream more uh, back on YouTube when I was using my old channel primarily, like two years ago when I was using my old gaming channel um, as my main. Um, I had a few friends that would like come into the chat and like they knew where I stand on things, but they would like they they loved getting me talking about like deeper topics. But a lot of times they would be things that were connected to, you know, political stuff. And the problem is, it's very easy for you to say something and have it sound a different way than you intend when you're not, when you're not having time to really think through what you're saying. And if you're not streaming with somebody, you don't have time to think about that stuff. That's why I'm saying like, I'll give you that. And I think that's a smart part where Tommy gets it, where he goes 60 minutes. That's it. And that that gives you enough time so that you, you have the time to focus and think about it. Mm-hmm. But I think, in all honesty, you can't be distracted. If you're distracted by, oh, the internet, Twitter is open, or there's a game playing, or there's like seven different things on my screen, yeah, I, I would agree with you. But if you are an individual who can train yourself to pay be- better attention, just in general, just to keep the focus, not so much. I think it's an entire person-to-person thing, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, 
if you told me right now, like, get off your computer and do this this same exact podcast face-to-face at a table, we'd be having completely different types of communication than we are right now. So I think yeah, I, no, this, sure. the same applies, I think, for live streaming and trying to, like, when you're getting into those conversations, those debates where you you get the eye contact, you get that emotion, you can register the tones. You don't get that over the internet as much. And it just, as, as hard as you try it, just it's never going to come out the same way as having a face-to-face conversation with somebody. Yeah, even over webcam, it's completely different. Yeah, it's it's just, you you lose humanity when you do stuff like that. It, it's actually a really interesting kind of phenomenon where you basically are just saying, yeah, uh, we're going to kind of just stop talking quite the same as humans because we're trying to be entertaining. It's it's kind of interesting. See, and that's just it. Is like me personally, I always try to be entertaining when I'm talking about stuff. But um, I, for some reason, it's like sub, that's what I'm saying. Is it's like subconscious. Like I don't realize I'm doing things differently. Um, but it's it's been that way the entire time. And the more I do this stuff, the more I, I mean I notice it more and more when I go back and watch footage back and stuff. Like on the podcast, I mean, granted, this podcast I've probably been a lot more clear and a lot more uh, energetic than I have in any of the previous podcasts because around the time we started the podcast, I was already dealing with a lack of medication, and now that I'm back on my medication, I'm thinking more clearly and I'm a happier boy. Um, but that being said, I, I still can feel I can feel certain things that I'm doing right now during this conversation I can hear certain things the way I'm saying them and how I'm trying to direct my thoughts uh and I can tell it's not the way I normally do things but I'm not doing that on purpose it's so weird it's subconscious it's not like a it's I, I wish there was like a case study on it that I could actually reference and I've never actually seen one about specifically why you behave differently over the phone or over this or over that aside from like the argument about social media making people, you know, like, oh, you're anonymous and stuff like that, which well, is true, a lot of but that I've doesn't pertain s- to like this. A lot of what I've been seeing online is that it's just, it's nonverbal communication and eye contact, both, which kind of just falls under nonverbal. But anyway, but like the ability to, to tell when I'm annoyed or agitated is far greater than anything you can say over like a text message because. Like right now, what am I doing? I'm fucking with my hands and I have this little remote in my hands. So I'm thinking about having this conversation, but I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, I can't tell what you're doing on the screen. I, I only have your your tone to go off of, which is a verbal communication. So when you remove nonverbal, like me being distracted by my little thing right now, I'm more likely to get distracted and not focus in your conversation as much or register those little tones or those little hints you're giving off when you're talking. So you kind of are speaking to captivate and then you also have to listen to anticipate. Whereas when you speak, you just have to speak and all you have to do is look at the other person to kind of pick up the cues. That's a lot easier to do than try to like register every word they're saying like hmm they sound a little angry there were they angry should i go on that like that's a lot of uh, psychoanalysts yes psychoanalysts you have to do psychoanalysts um and I gotta be honest, I'm like, it's, it's real fucking difficult. And I, I'm usually surprised when those talk show guys can do it because you you just kind of look, like, if you ever watched one of them who are like professional talk shows, like even Destiny, like Tommy, like any of them, you kind of realize that they don't treat their viewers who are talking to them or calling into them like humans. 
they're just numbers to a certain extent. You, you kind of become a depersonalized human to them because they're just like, oh yeah, sure, you're giving me your opinion, robot number 47AB, like, but you're not treated like an individual. Whereas if you had that conversation with somebody face-to-face -face at a table, I'm like, it'd be vastly different. You, yeah. you need that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's crazy. The, it's crazy the stuff that we don't think about are that we do subconsciously or, or the or the things that really affect us at a small level um sorry small things that affect us at a large scale yeah like um i think it's kind of uh important for anybody who's like a real big established youtuber to kind of in a weird sense get an office and work with other youtubers in that office because when you just kind of disassociate to that level, like I met I'm Alex at VidCon. I had a quick conversation with him, real short. But like, even though he kind of knew me, which by, somehow he recognized me too, I was astounded by that. He was like, "Oh yeah, how you doing, Kyle?" I was like, "What? What?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I recognize you from your Twitter picture." I was like, "Oh," but like as soon as we had the conversation, I was just like, I could very easily tell it was like. He wanted to have a conversation real briefly, but he's just trying to process. Like you're, you're. Even though I kind of know you, you're a fan. You here, we'll say these things. Uh, answer the questions. Next person. Hey, you're this person. Like, you just disassociate, and it's it's very very hard. And even for somebody like us, we're just talking to you in a podcast or something like that. It it does do a lot of psychological damage. So when you say you're having trouble with like when you're off your meds i'm like i couldn't imagine being on your meds and still being able to be successful at it because it's like you, you can't do it it's almost yeah. impossible yeah it, like in, in my case just in case I, I'm, I'm gonna make i'm gonna have to make a video about it at some point i just don't want it to i just gotta figure out how to do it without it making it sound like woe is me i have a problem <laughs> um but yeah i've got a thyroid condition my thyroid barely functions at all so uh, and i've been finding out more and more over the last six months i've already i've already known for about a year and a half that i have it but i ran out of medication i was prioritizing some other bills and stuff and couldn't afford the medication so uh i just decided to hold off getting it not realizing how bad things were going to get uh the the symptoms for <laughs> thyroid failure um well i shouldn't say failure it sounds much more severe uh a failing thyroid uh, called hype it's called hypothyroidism uh hyperthyroidism is the opposite but hypothyroidism can result in things like hair loss um it, it completely screws up your your body's ability to process energy it, it's your regulatory system right. so it's like tied into everything so the more damaged your thyroid is the less you can function as a person at all um i was just falling asleep like practically narcoleptic if you want to look at it that way um i fell asleep at work like three or four times but and the only reason i didn't get in, like in massive trouble is because my boss knows what was going on and knew i was going through a rough time and she's like look you got to get it fixed it's that that's all there is to it you you, you cannot do this again i, I can't we, there's nothing we can do so I was like, eventually I was like, all right, I'm just going to have to deal with it. Um, which was good because uh, according to the doctor, it was really bad. Um, like I've, I've always heard a thyroid condition referenced as a fat joke and that's it. So I had no idea it was nearly as serious because apparently it can also affect your heart rate and stuff. Oh God. Yeah. It's, it's pretty goddamn important. Yeah. Like I'm like, I think which people sucks. need to get to the fucking doctor more often for that reason. 
Yeah. But the doctor I went to first uh, a couple years ago, this is part of the problem, is that the, going to an endocrinologist is extremely expensive. Oh. Um, it, it cost me $160 just to go see an endocrinologist last month. Um, Bro, and I... So if you're starting to go, you have to go like four or five times in the first year. So that's almost like, it's like what, $800, in in bills in the first year alone. And that's with insurance, right? Yeah. Yeah, Because of deductibles and stuff like that. It it, it takes a while before you really get much of a discount or anything. Yeah, it's it's not fun. I'm going to give you a tip and anyone else who wants to get, uh, you know, good fucking healthcare, go work in an old folks home. Holy fuck. Supposedly medical, uh, um, government too. Go- government is fucking like I don't know why, but like if you work in any industry where they're dealing with old people, children, or the government, it's like the the insurance they got is just it's skyrockets. Like it's amazing. And don't get me wrong, you know, insurance it shouldn't the whole the whole system's fucked with that whole thing. I can't. I I'm for the first time I'm on my own actual insurance. Mm-hmm. And I got good corporate insurance. Like, yeah, I got the big money corporate insurance. It's not, like, the best, but it's cheap and it's good. Uh, I just went to a done. fucking ENT and it was 250 bucks. I'm like, are you shitting mm-hmm. me? Yep. My doctor and visits like- are, like, 50, 60, 70 bucks, depending on what they do. I'm like, oh, boy. Just a checkup for me is, like, 20 or 30, I think. We, my my insurance isn't terrible. It's just I got like a high deductible and stuff, so it takes a long time for me to get things paid down. But that sucks. Like I know my dad's got an even worse situation. Apparently, like he has to pay like three thousand dollars before the insurance covers anything. Oh my god, the whole and my the mom's whole got cancer, so it's like every year. The whole fucking system needs to be burned down to the ground. I like my father works in insurance, and I'm like the amount of shit he says about the whole industry. I'm just like, dude fucking scrap it start from zero start from zero the whole system's save, fucked we should save the topic of uh, of of like medical bills and stuff like that for like we should get like move on to another topic and save that topic because that could be yeah. a whole episode by itself talking about how that stuff reverberates through the entire economy so i i will say one thing about it and then i'll drop it for a later episode because this is actually like a super philosophical topic and i want to do a video about like a fucking three hour long video I think living off minimum wage is a perfectly acceptable wage. Anyone can do it. And I don't think it's unreasonable to sit there and say, hey, maybe if you have a minimum wage, like, let me put it this way. I can buy a house on a minimum wage job. I did, kind of, to a certain extent. Like, you can live a fucking decent life on minimum wage. It's not great, but you can do it. What's minimum wage where you are? Uh, it's 1040 right now where I am. Yeah, see, it's like $9 here. Um... And the cost of living here is like fifty grand a year for a, 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 a husband and wife. Yeah, it's it's not it's absolutely not possible in Jersey. Okay. But see, but, it, but that but to be fair, to be fair, New Jersey has one of the highest cost of livings. Um, last I checked, so I've, it, I've because heard of that the. Too. Because of per capita, because of the amount of people in the state and the, the fact that we have beach, like we, we got such a weird situation here that uh, it just works out to be super that's the expensive. Thing. I'm in New York and I'm like, the, the thing that's a killer here is tax rates. I'm like, fucking tax rates insanely high too. And property yeah. values are really reasonable, but I'm like, shit, even property values can get kind of high in some places. But I think a lot of it is because people from New York and uh, from uh, Philadelphia tend to live in jersey 
but work in the city because you, you can get your, yes. your real good jobs in there and then you live in the suburbs in another state like it's a long commute but then they have a much happier experience yeah. and because all the money is in the is in this state it drives up the value um so i think that's one of the things that causes our our cost of living to be so high is because of the amount of um high-end housing and stuff like that in certain areas which is funny because you don't think of that when you think of jersey you think oh that's where they dump the trash from new york <laughs> no i, I agree a hundred percent i just wish there was like an easier way to do it in some cases because like what what always seems to fuck me up is, is that not many really popular cities or like suburban areas just places where there's jobs none of them never seem to be like near the state lines they're always like dead center in the fucking state, so you can't you can't escape the state. You have to work in the city or the, the depths of the city or the center of the state. It's it's such a weird thing. I'm like, there's so few areas where you can get away with that. Yeah, that's fair. But um, no, the one the one thing I wanted to say is uh, about this was that you can live off minimum wage. You can buy a house. It's not easy. But here's the thing: is that you, you just you, you can't live outside your means. I, I've hated this argument when people are saying, raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. I'm like, do you know how many fucking jobs are going to get displaced? I'll, I'll, like, that's a whole entire rant. But oh, yeah. like, like, let me put it this way. It's like right now I, I'm making $15 an hour, roughly, like above that. If like in three years time they said, okay, minimum wage is now $15 an hour. I'm not staying at my fucking job. I'm quitting my fucking job and getting something less stressful or I'm going to something else that pays me, you know, $10 more an hour. I'm like, you know, there's so many jobs that are going to be lost from people just being like, I can't afford to keep my staff. And then there's so many jobs that are going to be lost from people going, well, my my cost of living expenses and being met at my current job, why the fuck am I going to stay here? I just go to the next place that's going to pay me more year after year. There are yeah. going to be so many job hopping people, it will fuck up the economy. I'm putting money on that. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think we should make that a whole episode by itself. Do that and the medical stuff in one episode. But yeah, I, I completely I completely agree, and it's it's insane to me that there's so many uh, politicians and stuff that say right, it won't cause inflation. No, it'll definitely cause inflation. You freaking moron! There's no way to cause. There's no way to avoid it causing inflation because some companies will have to retain people because there's gonna be boycotts that they're firing if they're firing people. Oh yeah. And so, like, yeah, the, the only reason I bring it up is because of the medical thing. I'm like, the only exceptions that I feel to this whole minimum wage argument that I make is people who get medical problems. I'm like, I've seen the numbers. That debt can be crippling and no fucking job can pay for that debt. And student loans, but to a certain extent, you signed up for a, stu you signed up for a student loan. You didn't sign up for fucking cancer. Like, yeah. so there's exceptions there. But I've just, I've been getting really annoyed by it as of late. Anyway, let's go to something even more depressing, Hyojin. <laughs> oh, God. So, okay, you know the updates because I, I just heard about the going to the hospital thing, and I'm, I don't know what's going on in that regard. So what happened, like, just in that part? She, like, checked herself into a mental hospital or something? Um, I, I haven't been following it that closely because I'm not, I, I'm not even, I'm not making a video about it or anything. And it's, I'm kind of detached from the whole thing. I just vaguely have been following the situation from like the, I'm Alex coverage and all that. But from what I've read from uh, Turkey Tom's post and stuff was, uh, that it was confirmed. She went to a, a hospital and I saw a couple people saying today it was, um, uh, mental hospital not not like the not like she uh, you know under a hold basically because she did threaten on twitter apparently to kill herself mm -hmm. um 
So, at least that's my understanding. Is it because she, because she claimed she was going to kill herself, um, or she made people concerned enough? Someone, someone uh, called the police, and yeah, supposedly she's on. And it, so they're either on involuntary, or maybe, yeah, yeah it, either involuntary. It might be. It might not be involuntary. I don't know. Um, she might. She might have gone on her own. I, I don't want to say anything definitively because I I don't even have anybody. I'm not. I don't have much of a connection to anybody that's even talking about it. Right. Um. I mean, really. to the fact that I don't. I don't really either. I'm like this whole situation's really kind of out of the grasp of uh, twenty plus year olds on the internet. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's there's people I'm connected to that are talking about it, but I haven't. I've been dealing with all my own stuff, and yeah, I'm just kind of getting back into the swing of things. So I don't currently have any. Like active, like I'm not like talking to anybody about it or anything like that. So, so okay, I don't want to say well, anything definitive. Well, if if we don't want to go too far into that, at the very least, I do want your like your your just like ten second opinion on the Slazo situation at the very least. Just and then I'll give mine, and then we'll move on to like the kind of aftermath that's following this whole predicament. Um, well, my hot take basically is uh, there's a lot of actual like evidence that has been presented. A lot of texts and context and stuff that has been presented from Slazo. And there hasn't really been anything uh, rebuking any of it from anybody on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the camp. Um, so that to me is kind of telling um, that there's got to be at least some truth to how his how his side of the story is coming together, because otherwise, why would they not? Why would why would these people like Alex and all that? Why would this group of people, of all people, not um, try and come back with with uh, you know debunking his statements? It doesn't make sense. If there was if there was really if he was lying and making stuff up, then why would they not try and debunk it? They would. They totally would. Yeah, and they're they would, not. They would present something. As like the They've answer. just gone silent, and and most of them, from what I've seen, most of the ones I know of that were involved that I've seen say things was, well, I never said rape, I never said anything, I just supported a friend <laughs> who was accusing someone. Like it, 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 yeah, it's nonsense. And then now people are saying, well, no, 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 no one ever said rape. No, it was what was described was essentially rape. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it That's was definition it was, of sexual assault, rape. Like yeah. Yeah, it was very much not just uh well, he was aggressively flirting with me. No, 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 no. It was it was just the way it was described was very much beyond that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm like the the like the Andes ignore thing. I'm like it's just described in like the worst possible way, but when you find the evidence that's presented, I'll say that much. It's like this just sounds kind of like two people romantically involved playing a little a little up with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and see this. See the, the, the Andy thing. I wasn't really following it when it happened. Um, I didn't either. I, and I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that the, given the people that I'm seeing going through all this information, right, and talking about it. I started watching Tommy's stream today, and I just did, I didn't have a chance to finish watching it, unfortunately. But um, from everything I did see, it seems pretty concrete. And they, yeah, there was a settlement, not a. Um, uh, what do you call it? A judgment. Um, yeah. Yeah. There wasn't really a, a judgment, but <sighs> so I feel like if it was really so open, I mean, I feel like now there's just some, there's just doubt out there for me. There's so a I, lot of, there's a lot. I'm more in his favor 
a little bit here because I, there's something something seems off based on the message. There's an awful lot of messages, and they don't they don't like tech messages, so they couldn't have been photoshopped. It looks like it was a log that he got from somewhere, like went to the to um, the store, uh, like yeah, Verizon yeah. or whatever, and got the actual log, which, which they usually do for would like be court easily cases. debunkable, which would eat which would be easily debunkable. So um so. I, I gotta I gotta weigh in here because I do have a bias. I, I want to make it very clear. We talked about it very briefly before. Like I'm I'm biased in this situation. So like, yeah. my story is like so I got a buddy who uh, he he was dating a girl. A little little nutty, little odd. I'm I'm not gonna name drop anybody, of course, but little little nutty girl. And they broke up because it's just it's one of those things where you're like uh, he like you don't date somebody for a long time and you're excited to be in a relationship and you're like oh this isn't really kind of what I'm interested in this is this this thing ain't working right so you broke up and then like several months later one of the friends came up and goes hey you know she's she's spreading allegations that you you raped her right he's like what so he can't he comes to me you know talks to me he's like i i she's making these claims i'm like go to the police without even without even the context or the situation or anything the first thing i said to my friend but I looked him in the eyes and said, go and get a log of every conversation, of every interaction, of every little thing, and go to the police and say, hey, I don't want to file a police report or anything like that. I just want this to be on, on record just in case anything pops up. Yeah. That should be the first, second, last thing you do. And I, and so uh, going back to the Slazo thing, before we do jump on uh, Signori, because I do have an opinion on that, like a pretty heavy one. Uh, the, you know, my, like my 10 second Slazo take is just basically I'm like there, there seems to be a problem with these young people and that really just kind of comes down to is communication young people don't know how to say what they're feeling what they're really meaning so if you look at all of those messages that Che said it, it very clear she knew what she was saying she knew what she was communicating to Slazo like there, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, the both of them knew what they were saying to one another. However, the one context I give credence to is the fact that it, both of them don't seem to know how to have a goddamn conversation. But like when you when you read like oh like they're interested in each other and something like that, I'm like you both know what you're doing. So from my personal bias, when you turn around and you break up and then you say oh well I didn't actually want that or I was being coerced or something like that, I'm, I'm quick to call bullshit. I'm like, if you, oh, yeah, no, totally. if you knew and you were all hot and bothered in the moments between one another, the both of you, I'm not, I'm not even pointing fingers. I'm saying the both of you, you, you don't really, in my opinion, get to turn around three months later and be like, oh, I wasn't really, we weren't, that wasn't fortatious. That was, that was forced. That was coerced. I'm like, no fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, no, it's, that's, it's garbage. As for all the people jumping on board, I will save that for another time. I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about that because um, I chatted with many of those people during VidCon. I am kind of a grease greaseball sleaze bag, and I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, if these people were willing to throw their friend under the bus to try to like, you know, get some clout or some money, maybe they'd be wanting to work with me on some business endeavors. <laughs> that being said, uh, I will still say this Ugh. to any of their face if they ask me. I do not support the actions. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I fully am of belief. I'm like, I can't convince people. Like, um, I know Cavos just chewed my ass out for this one a couple of weeks ago. But I'm like, I, it took me forever to convince Cavos to try doing a podcast. And I'm like, 
I could. It took me months to do that. I, if I could just find somebody that's like, oh, I'm just seeing dollar signs. I'm throwing my friends under the bus for dollar signs. I'm like, I want to work with that person right now. I want one fucking client to do my stuff and then have them be my proof of concept. Like, oh, I worked with this sleaze bag over here, but you're you're not a sleaze bag. I do you want to work like closer? Come on. Like, so I threw my business cards their way, but. If they, if any one of them has a complaint, I'll tell them what my fucking opinion is right to their face. I, I don't give a shit who you are. I got opinions. I, I don't, I don't hide them. I don't give a shit. Anyway, that being said, personal biases aside, why the fuck is Annie Signore, or what was, what was the one that Annie Signore cheated or cheated on? What was her name? Uh, the girl that he cheated with was April something. April. Why the fuck are April and Chloe Dijkstra still online? delete your fucking social medias get off the fucking internet look look waffle i get it i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm level with you here being broken up sucks you know thinking you're wanted thinking you got some clout you're getting some money maybe you might get some fame you know that's, it's attractive it's real sexy it's fucking gonna fuck that guy and get that fucking clout get that fucking money you have text messages that showed you were a thirsty little bitch the both of them just those two not not women in general just those two you don't you don't belong on the internet anymore you're done why do you both have jobs doing things on the internet you, you're you're fucking kidding me i it's one thing for children like the slazo and shay situation i'm like they're 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 kids they're kids in my eyes i'm gonna give them second chances i'm gonna give them third chances 20 and 30 year old adults who actively make claims that fucking destroy people's lives you're done to me i don't take back the friends who fucking punched me in the face and stole money from me why would i ever allow somebody who made false rape allegations who made claims that are improvable text messages why are they allowed to still be on the internet why Oh, I'm gonna lose my shit on this one because I'm like, look, 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 look. <clears throat> I, I've had my my share of experiences where like, you know, I lose my temper, I get my shit flipped off a little bit, but you know, something kind of cools me off and brings me back to earth. It, I don't know how in this day and age of the internet we've reached this era and pinnacle where you can you can destroy somebody's entire career. You can be Tati and be fucking butthurt that some gay boy didn't actually promote your product. That fucking James Charles, you make accusations that he like threatened to like kind of force the waiter to suck his dick. Which, by the way, I was still I'm still kind of of the belief that maybe he did something like that, but still kind of a maybe playful attitude. But you get butthurt because he doesn't promote your product. Why are you still on the internet? Why are you still here? Get off. You're done. You can't be trusted. Nobody should associate with you. You've been proven to actively lie, slander, libel, destroy the reputation, the profitability of other people. Why are you still here? You're done. Get out. That's that's the end of my rant. I'm like, I can't. Well, I actually, real quick, there's something, like I said, I wanted to mention one thing before we wrap up anyway. It was... Uh it kind of goes hand in hand with that the youtube creator on creator harassment uh and youtube censoring uh, kind of censoring comment sections where on mobile now you get a little a little header above the comment section reminding you to be polite and 
and kind and courteous and oh so fluffy bunny oh um, my god so I, I'm pretty sure like I said I want to keep this brief but uh, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, the reason that the creator harassment guidelines thing was that, that in the statement was laid out basically seems to allude to me to off-platform behavior because they say you don't have to violate the terms of service or anything the way it's worded looks to me like it also applies to things like the I'm Alex situation where now people are going after I'm Alex because they never because they, ne they never corrected the story um, that they reported to their audiences about Slazo and now they've had people going after them for weeks now somewhat fairly I would say um, to get them to correct the story actually I would say fairly <laughs> uh, a lot of people are taking it too far is the issue now um, if YouTube feels that it's not right how people are behaving against I'm Alex or I'm Alex against Slazo off-platform even they can if they feel that they don't want that person representing their platform anymore taking them off the platform because of what they've done off-platform this this policy now enables them to do that but also does make it more widespread so like if you don't necessarily violate the rules they can take more action if they want to a lot of people seem to have interpreted the the creator versus creator thing as well criticism is gone entirely and i don't think that's what it is because you couldn't really automate the it's, system it's to just yeah, to basically to stop that. That's what I think it is. I think it's mostly because... And here's the thing. I don't think I'm Alex and Slazo's situation has anything to do with it. No. Notice that this is this is coming into play just, what, two and a half months after James Charles lost 3 million subscribers in 24 hours. Oh, yeah. And YouTube takes a hit from that, so they're like, we're going to change it because we lost money. Yes. Exactly. I am fairly confident that it was not the... Um, the Steven Crowder situation, which a lot of people think was responsible for this. Uh, I think that helps YouTube's desire to do this, but I think this whole thing started being put into motion um, with the James Charles situation because that was such a ridiculous catastrophe that happened um, between all these different channels. And then a few weeks later, they're like, oh, my bad. Um, and then they all try and go about their merry way and pretend nothing ever happened. But now all these videos and knowledge exists of this whole drama that happened where yeah. a bunch of friends essentially had digital knives at each other's throats. Um, exactly. And I think, I think this is the kind of stuff that this is really aimed at. Not not creators that are criticizing other creators for being bad bad people um but more like these giant exposed videos where you're trying to destroy someone's career that kind of thing i think is what they're trying to get out in front of i could be wrong but all evidence to me points to this because every single time that we think something major is going to just destroy the platform we're always wrong right we're always assuming the worst because youtube does have a tendency to screw the creators a little bit but the same the same audience primarily has been complaining about the um, the copyright issues and all that. The main audience that's been doing that is the, the commentary community. The ones that would be kicked off the platform doing this. Oh, yeah. You couldn't automate this. Because any creator giving a shout-out, the system would pick up as talking about another creator. Like, there, there's so many holes in the idea that this would be a massive, like, wide-sweeping uh, annihilation of channels. 
that it's it's insane. Now I can understand people like Tommy and Nick Diorio, I, uh, Tommy C and Nick Diorio. I can understand why they might be a little concerned because they are very aggressive in their delivery. So there's more chance that they will um, would fall under like a more of a harassment guideline that YouTube would set out. But the general commentator, um, just just don't call people pedos as frequently. Don't go looking for pedos. Don't. I mean, so. If you find him, if you find him, go ahead, expose that. This is kind but of a two front thing. Don't start looking. Don't start looking to expose people for things that you have very flimsy evidence, like thumbnails. <sighs> oh, your thumbnails have kids in them, so you're a pedo. No, no. Are you defending just stop, destiny? Stop, stop doing. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I was I, well. I was more like going after a couple people I know have made really, really lousy. Yeah. Um, clickbaity exposed videos over absolutely nothing and started small little tiny wars for absolutely no good reason. Um, but yeah, like it, it just just common sense. Just don't don't start making up allegations based on really thin, flimsy evidence to try and get people on your uh, you know to, to to try and get people to click on your video because you can't think of anything creative or interesting to do. So, and kind of going on that note for a second, I think that's kind of the reason I have such a fucking at odds with Diorio. As like, don't don't get me wrong. I'm like, I think Diorio is one of the few actual people that somehow is getting it right. He's doing it consistently, and he's somehow managing to get it right. Where he's got pretty harsh opinions, but he's he's not. There's no. There's barely any, if any, innocent bystanders with Diorio, and I, mm -hmm. I'm thoroughly impressed by that. But, and he's not afraid to admit he screwed up if he does, which is which has been very rare that he's taken something too far or gotten uh, gotten a story wrong. But even him, I feel like he needs to shut the fuck up too at times. Like, I'm 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 gonna say it straight up. I'm like Diorio, you you ain't a psychologist. You're not a fucking mind reader. You don't know these things. I think the way he's able to provoke people, like here's something that I, I gotta give him props because I can't I can't do this. He's amazing at it compared to me, which is. He knows how to antagonize you so that you'll mm -hmm. keep giving him more. And he's not going to push you to the point where you just block him and shut him down and that's it. It's the end of the conversation. But he he can just – he's got a talent where he knows how to poke you so you give him more. He backs off a little bit then he pokes you a little bit more so you just keep feeding him stuff. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed by it but I'm like even he goes too far. You like – you people aren't psychologists. You people don't know psychoanalysts. Analysts. Wow. I fucking suck it. You don't know psychoanalysis, thank you. Um, you got you need to back off, cause somebody's gonna be a bystander. I'm like, like even Hyojin's an example. As much as I think fuck her to a certain extent, like her checking herself into a mental hospital is a very good move. Yes, but the fact that she had to go there in the first place. Oh my word! I was literally telling someone last night that said almost that exact same to me, dude. That is way too harsh a way to put that. It's <laughs> too soon. What do you mean? Like a, somebody I know literally said, "I hope she doesn't die." But ever, <laughs> that's you just said that. Oh my god! No, 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 no. That's I know that's not how you mean for it to come out, but holy crap, it's just so weird hearing that twice in twenty-four hours. I I'm not sitting there and saying, "Oh, she was intending on killing herself." I don't really, for the most part, have a stake in that. But here's the th like, let me put it this way: <laughs> I think it's it's self-prescribed to a certain point. Where you decide how much information you want to let in and you want to let out. But I think Diorio's impressive at getting people to let out more information than they really intended to. But here's the thing. You know, 
all anybody really had to ever do it when this Slazo thing kind of happened was shut the fuck up and just not say anything. You Literally, if every single person who made those allegations at Slazo just didn't say anything, I this would have blown over in two weeks. But one person opened their mouth, and then two people opened their mouth, and then three people opened their mouth. And then Diorio gets involved, and then seven people open their mouth, and then 13 people. And it just keeps snowballing. Nah, Diorio's been kind of on top of Alex since since um, he originally released the video. Um, I believe Diorio... I could be wrong, but I could have swore Diorio said at one point that he had DM'd Slazo. Uh, I'm being a little metaphorical, um, but yes. I'm, I'm like, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, if everyone had just stopped talking... It would have just blown under the rug because there's plenty of other shit going on right now, drama wise. Well, I'm like, and Alex wasn't really talking about it, and Diorio stayed on top of him. I mean, I think, I think, I've said it before. I think Diorio and Tommy both do this. I think they both have a tendency, whether it be a good thing or a bad. I think in some cases it's a very good thing, in some cases it's a very bad thing. Um, they both have a tendency to get kind of get stuck on one thing. Yeah. Um, and kind of the spin it, they start spinning their wheels. Nick tends to end up finding traction and, and finding more, like gaining more ground on something. Um, but he's Nick is a really smart guy. Tommy, uh, Tommy has it, it, a lot of its entertainment value. Um, I'm trying to find the right way to say it. It, it. They're both very good at finding a topic that's entertaining, right? And that's that's what I'm saying. It's like they, they do kind of get stuck at a certain point, right? Um, and then for some reason it just becomes becomes kind of hard to move on. I understand with this situation in particular, especially though, um, because it's such a serious thing. And I think I remember, I know a lot of people that have like I've seen so many people. I can't remember if either one of them was or not, but I've seen so many people because of the situation talking about friends of theirs that have had false accusations against them. And they ended up like have, losing a job or something because of it. Um, so when you, when there's so many so many cases of that, like I, I can understand why this would be a little bit more serious to them, especially when you have somebody who's just done it to James uh, James Charles a few weeks ago, a few months ago as well. Um, so this this time in particular, I understand it, but I understand, but I've seen kind of a little bit of a pattern with that. Well, um, I, I feel like to a certain extent that comes back to cancel culture, because kind of going back with the YouTube comment thing, it's like. Right now, the, the the flavor of the month is people like getting these these imaginary points. Like, ah, we dunked on you. Poof, another point for me, bitch. Like, and it, it, it at some point you realize you, you're gonna go insane. You can only do the same thing over and over and over again before you realize, oh shit, all of the people we keep dunking on, owning, and canceling apparently aren't that bad, or they turned out to be completely innocent, or something like that. To the point where it's like, what did you win? What did you win? You you didn't get anything out of this. Slazo was completely innocent this whole fucking time. And he ignores completely innocent this whole time. Oh, look, we lost uh, however millions of subscribers from James, Charles, and Tidy. Oh, look, everyone's losing. Nobody's winning in these circumstances. Nobody's careers are being built from this stuff. It's all just shit-flinging amongst each other because the dollars are drying up. Maybe they're not making as much money, so you've got to do something to get the five more dollars because you can't you can't make it as profitable, and everyone is losing. But and I I don't know how anybody else doesn't see this this way. Like yeah, just wait till the end of the year when all the uh, when all the wow all of these happened this year, and then they go and recant everything from Matt's what it is all the way up through whatever whatever the last scandal was happened. I ma- just imagine how many of these, these it's going to be exact every fucking three gonna days. Be listed. 
Yeah, it's gonna be like there's like one every two months. There's a false accusation that ends up getting debunked because like even even um even uh, Just Destiny to an extent was I mean like he, he did some messed up stuff, but then all these other like allegations of like bad acting behavior um, started coming out, and then it was the whole the whole crusade that Keem led to try <laughs> to tr to try and prove there was something else nefarious going on. Like so if you count that and everything else, like there's there's so many. There's so many of these situations this year where somebody pursued something well beyond where they should have gone with it, and it's created this this massive thing. You know what I'm gonna say? It's, it's scary. It's all Keem. He's fucking been behind the whole fucking thing. <laughs> you know, I've you you left. I'm not joking. I think fucking Keem's pulled the strings on a lot of this shit. Call me conspiracy here. I'm putting my fucking tinfoil hat on. I said this shit four fucking years ago with the whole uh, atheist slash anti-SJW YouTubers. If you really watch how those things happened and how everything played out through the years, Keem was a huge fucking part of that. Mr. Medicare was also a huge part of that. It's these people who are like, hmm, we can drum up some extra shit here. We get a couple extra bucks. We can also do some shit here. And it's people who have so much money, they're bored. You'd be surprised how many people are involved with shit like that. Now, granted, I think the 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 kind of um, fake Me Too stuff going on right now, like the Andy Signor, like specifically like Andy Signor, for example. I don't think there's a puppet masher behind that, but I'm like, I don't know. Who was the most recent getting canceled before uh, James Charles? Like, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I can't remember. There's been there's been like four. Like, it was like uh, James Charles, Slazo, and then Andy Signor now. And there's, I think there was a couple other ones in there. I just because it's so freak, it's so frequent. I don't, I can only remember a couple at a time. I think, it, I think it might have been like those, uh, those like pedophile YouTuber ones, like the ones who ran kid channels, and they were all like really, really kind of fucked up. Like uh, I'm trying to think what they were called, like the Seven Something Family. Like it was kind of those channels. I think I'm not familiar with that one. Where it's basically it almost like, it, al it almost sounds like a combination of a bunch of different things. Cause there's like Family of Five, which is abuse a couple years ago. Right. Well, that was a couple years ago. I meant like just kind of a couple months before. But okay, yeah, I'm not familiar with that one then. But I'm like, you know, if you watch how these things kind of happen, it seems like one thing gets fed to Keem, and then there's kind of a whole narrative that runs, and then every other YouTuber starts picking up on it. It's kind of like when H3U used to be like, oh, H3 talked about this, I have to make a video obviously following that up because that's where the train is right now. Yeah. Like, I, like what, four years ago when he was popping off? Um, right. Yeah. Um, conspiracy Oh, aside. you know what? You know what, actually? I guess, I guess the big cancel before James Charles was also James Charles. Because remember, it, it wasn't a sexual thing, but it was the tickets. Oh yeah, that, the backstage that ticket thing. passes, that whole thing, which is yeah, that was that was that whole thing was ridiculous. Um, Fucking people, man! Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was the whole thing that Cavo started talking about the the ticket prices. Yeah, that and that then everybody have. started running with that. Oh my god! How can you charge so much money? Um, they were sold out, if I recall. So how the fuck was he charging that little? Yeah, well, I mean, not to mention, it's funny, because, like, it's a standard practice to charge for, like, behind-the-scenes, like, VIP passes and things like that. Like, it's not Don't get me wrong. a new concept. Don't get me wrong. I know for a fucking fact that those people wouldn't have been able to deliver a $500 worth of experience, but, you know, 
if you got the money, you're gonna fucking pay for it. Okay? I think it was mostly for like the the gift basket you got, because you were getting gifts with each one of those tier packages. Well, yeah, but so like, like, like they were getting like a gift basket full of different things, and there was like nobody's paying five hundred dollars for the gift basket though. They're paying for like the 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 one on one. No, but it is a combination. I think I think a lot of it is because like you would get like like. You were getting an equivalent of, of a bunch of different things, so it was basically you're buying objects that you're going to get directly from him. He's going to hand it to you. Well, not, and you get to meet him. Well, not that, but like here's the thing. Like remember Tanacon, that whole ordeal, like those whole gift basket things. I'm like, shit, man. They said, oh, it's got over like a hundred dollars worth of stuff in it. But like if you really do the the breakdown, it's like there's only like three dollars to ten dollars worth of shit in it. So I'm like, that price hike is such nonsense in my opinion. Oh yeah, it's at retail two hundred and fifty dollars worth of yeah. stuff, but it only costs twenty to make it. I saw the list of stuff, and it seems like it was definitely not like just a couple of knickknacks. Oh yeah, I mean, it seemed like I mean, given this, given the stuff that was in there, it would have been like expensive stuff that was overpriced. Yes, but it wasn't like overpriced because he was like just saying it's worth a bunch of money. It was like. Oh, this thing is ninety nine dollars. This is your. This is part of the five hundred dollar package. That's one hundred of your five hundred dollars. Like that's, huh. like it. It it seems to make sense when I looked at it, um, based on what I estimate from from what I do know. Um, and there, like I said, there was, like you got to go. Like there's different. There was different aspects to them. It wasn't just. Because I think there was like even snacks and stuff that you were gonna get if you went backstage and stuff. So I mean, like it was. It was more to it than just the. Uh, just the um just you oh you get a gift basket yay you get a little cheese cheese plate right um it definitely did seem like a decent amount then if that was the case yeah there was there was there was a pretty large amount of stuff and it was funny because when Kavos made his video um when he made his video about it he actually pretty much said he had no idea <laughs> i don't know if it was in the video or in one of the tweets but around the same time he said he basically that he didn't know at the time what what was going to be involved with the packages, um, which I thought was funny because you, you can't know the value of something. You can't say there's no value to it without knowing what's in the package. So <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a little bit ridiculous. It, it was but. definitely out there, and I thought that was a beyond silly. I don't think that was necessarily cancel culture, but that was definitely a... I remember that well, the narrative going. People, the, the amount of people. Well, I'm, I'm saying it's like this. It's it's the same kind of concept though. Like he was saying, like this is a horrible thing. I can't believe he's doing this. Blah blah blah. And then all these creators started copying it and running with the same story and doing the exact same thing and saying he this is ridiculous. He's overcharging. He's taking advantage of his young fans. Yeah, I think. Um... For the most part, I think that was kind of an interesting and ordeal just in and of itself. I think tours are kind of an important thing this day and age for YouTubers, but like, I don't know. I'm like, I think of just somebody like James Charles for the most part, and I'm like, you, you aren't interesting. I'm, I'm just saying it like kind of flat out. You, you're not interesting. You're not a comedian. You're not like a pro gamer. You're not somebody who's exceptional at storytelling. You're 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 just kind of hyperactive, and you're pretty good at styling. You so you have a like a talent, but like I have to work, and I just I think of this one thing. I, I fucking I watched um I went to go see Ralphie May live when he was doing stand up when he was alive. R.I.P. Yeah, fucking respect. That was my fucking favorite comedian, man. Um, and 
I just remember him walking on stage, and this was like my second or third time ever going to see a stand-up show. It might have even been my first. I can't quite remember. And he comes up on stage and he goes, you guys work for 10 bucks, you know, you work an hour for 10 bucks. So I figure if I'm going to sell my tickets for two, for 20 bucks, I might as well give you two hours of comedy. Two whole fucking hours, nonstop. And I was just sitting there like, I, I love this guy. I loved him before he came in. I love him even more. These YouTubers who make these shows, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I understand having like private Q&A sessions and being like, I'm going to give you an experience of spending time with me and I'm dedicating my time and my energy and my focus to you. But like, I couldn't imagine working for an entire week of my life as even right now, I have to work for six days to go and meet you and probably get a fucking 20 minute nicety show. I'm like, for that much money, bitch, I better be with you all fucking day in the limo. Like, I don't know. I, and I can't imagine yeah. trying to sell that to kids either. That just seems so yeah. disingenuous to me. It really does. I, I, I don't yeah, mock I the hustle. I really don't. But I can't justify it. Um, speaking of, <laughs> on that note, I mean, I think we should kind of wrap up here. Um... Your whole comment section debacle. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit that one at the very least, because I'm like, I, I've got pretty rude opinions about the internet in general. But real quick, when when would you say was the first year you started actually being on the internet or using the internet? Not like social media, just like, mm. like for me, I think it was like when I was 12, like 10, maybe years old, 12, roughly that age. Uh, I would have to say probably, I'm 29 now, and it was, I think, 9th and 10th grade, I was going to an online school, and that was around the time that I was starting to really learn about the internet more and more. Um, online not, school? Not really prior to that. Yeah, it was uh, online homeschool. Oh, okay. Which works sometimes in some cases, but the curriculum was too advanced for me, and, um... That you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to work with your kids still when you're doing that, and my parents didn't understand that, so they weren't really prepared to still have to help me with things. They thought it was like, like an all-in-one thing, but like there was full pieces, like in math, there was full things of like equations that they were not explaining. So they'd like, all right, so here's how you start the equation, and here's how you finish it. Figure out the middle. Like it didn't make any sense, so like it threw me off. But anyway, yeah, so it was around around what would that be like? 15, 16, 17, somewhere around there. Which would have been around 2005, 2006, 2007. Like, that doesn't sound too, yeah, too off. How, how old are you again? I'm 29. Oh, you're older than me. That seems weird. I was all, yeah, I was homeschooled, though. Um, and my parents were religious. So, and, and here's the thing. My mom also dealt with a, a bit of an addiction for many years to, like, chat rooms and stuff like that. So, the, the one computer in a house, um was kind of occupied fairly frequently okay okay because i was gonna say i'm like i i remember being on the internet pretty religiously in the like 99 <laughs> yeah my parents my parents were a little bit more uh, reserved with that i mean i was allowed to go on there to like do research for schoolwork or whatever or oh I, a couple different things but i i was raised fucking horribly in that sense okay i'm gonna teach you something to never do with your fucking child what my parents said was they said you can't use any computer any television, any online access whatsoever, Monday to Friday until Friday after you get out of school. No computer, no te no electronic Yikes. stimulation. And let me tell you, if you want to make a fucking addict, do it that way. 
That is how I became. I think- so I literally fucking flunked my first year of college because that was the first year I was able to just be on my computer whenever I wanted to. What did I do? Played fucking video games for 18 hours a fucking day. You think I'm joking? I fucking did. Halo 3, that's why I was so fucking amazing at that game. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I uh, I, I plan I plan to um, be kind of like my parents were actually with that uh, for the most part where uh, the kid's going to have like a half hour a day that he can play games or whatever. Like, there's going to be a timeline. I don't know exactly what yet. We haven't actually looked into that yet. He's only a year and a half old. Right. But that's that's the general concept we're going to follow. It's like, he's going to have a time, li- a time limit, uh, and he can probably, will probably do, like, a reward system where he can gain or lose time for behavior and things like that. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good idea. I think just limiting time and the exposure is, it's just really good for the most part. Yeah. Banning something, anything outright, is just terrible. You know what the weirdest thing was? I I have no interest in alcohol. But every single person that I ever grew up with was, like, the fastest to be the first underage drinker. Like, oh, God, I have to drink. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, my parents, I thought about it. I'm like, my parents never once, like, preached about alcohol to me. Like, they weren't, they weren't like, anti-alcohol. They just kind of assumed, like... Yeah, just don't drink. You should know that. Just we we're not we're not gonna sit there and monitor you. Just don't do it. And then I remember like the one time my brother like snuck some rum or something like that. They put us both in the living room. And they're like, "All right, who drank the rum?" And Aiden kind of you know fessed up a little bit. But like for the most part, it was like they didn't pressure me. They didn't bring it up. And the one time I drank, I when I was underage, I was like, "Yeah, this is." This sucks. <laughs> I just end up throwing up on the floor and the taste of it's kind of shit. I guess I'll just drink a little bit passively when I'm an adult. And now I drink like once every three months or so. Yeah. It's, 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 you just don't fucking tell people they can't do things and they'll just they'll lose interest in them naturally. I mean, if you tell them not to do things, it's different than like demonizing something. I, I had things demonized for me like alcohol when I was growing up. And, uh, my parents didn't realize they were doing it. And they drank alcohol, but they drank it very limited and they drank it very rarely. They would drink just a little bit of wine on date nights and stuff that they would go on. That's about it. Hmm. But they didn't realize that the way they were talking about it made it sound like it was something way more serious and you, you know, don't touch this. And yeah, they made it, they didn't realize the effect that they were having on me um, when it comes to that. So I always kind of grew up kind of over overly concerned about alcohol. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was also raised in a very unique environment, so. Speaking of that, guess what else I did in California? Uh, smoked weed. Smoked the devil's lettuce. I got, oh, it's okay, so I got a complaint. I, um, I'm a goody goody two shoes. I never smoked weed. I don't really I'm drink underage. It wasn't really a thing. I, oh, that was really it? <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> no, I, no, I smoked weed. I was there. I fucking choked up. So I'm, I just no, I mean, I figured that I just didn't figure that was going to be it. That's all. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I'm a surprising fucking goody goody two shoes. I don't know why I'm like this in some cases, but I'm one of those people that's like, dude, if it takes me fucking three fourths of a bottle of Jack Daniels or fucking eighty dollars worth of weed to get me to to not feel. I'm fine with living life. I like whenever I hear like Doug Stanhope sit there and be like, it fucking sucks being sober. I'm like. Bruh, I, I can't fucking drink enough calories 
and fucking sit there and just keep chugging and chugging and chugging to numb myself. I'm like, it takes too much effort. I'd rather just be sober. But, um, so I'm pissed off. I got some edibles because that was what I figured because, uh, girlfriend, girlfriend can't smoke to save her fucking life. Like the second she takes a puff of like a vape, she's like, like it's death. So I got these strong ass gummy edibles that were like, they had like milligram dosages on them. So like an entire pack of this stuff's like 640 milligrams. And that's supposed to be kind of like, kind of middle of the ground. Because for the most part, I saw like, oh, like, you know, some people can feel the effects of marijuana at something as little as a one milligram, and some people need as high as 2,000 milligrams. I'm like, okay, well, this is a good, like, beginner level. So I told, uh, so I said, okay, gonna eat the gummy. I'm gonna start with one gummy. Because then it was like 10 of them, so it was 640 milligrams, so 164 milligrams. I'm like, that's perfect. Didn't feel a fucking thing. So the next day, I'm like, okay. I didn't feel anything, so I'm going two and a half gummies. Didn't feel shit. So the last day, I dropped three gummies, and I'm like, come on. The most I felt was like, I don't feel like I'm fully balanced. Like, I feel like I'm a little wobbly. Like, not even though. Like, like oh, I should just keep an eye on where I'm walking is all. That's it. That's all I felt. But then, I got these little chocolates, these little fudgies that have um like there's like sleep ones that help you get to sleep and then there's like insomnia ones that are supposed to help you like stay asleep now these little fudgies only had nine milligrams of thc like real real low amount and then the they're supposed to be like laced with like the stuff that's supposed to help you keep asleep i took one of those the first day didn't feel a fucking thing so now i'm pissed i'm like i've taken these fucking gummies and now i'm taking these fudges why am I not feeling shit? So the next day, I take two fucking fudgies. Oh boy, my fucking heart, man. My fucking heart had this little, like, what the fuck is going on right now? So literally, here's what happened. You ever been on a ship, and it feels like the fucking, it's waving, and it's bobbing back and forth, and shit like that? Um, Kinda. Okay, like just imagine being on a boat and it's just kind of like or even a rowboat something small and it's just bobbing back and forth so i'm laying in bed after two of these fucking fudgies only 18 milligrams of thc i'm laying there like i'm gonna fall off the bed i'm gonna fall off the fucking like if i lean my head to the right i was falling off the bed if i lean my head off to the left i'm like i'm falling into the bed what the fuck is going on like the entire the room was starting to spin a little bit i'm like that was, it wasn't a bad trip. It wasn't like I sat there and overdosed myself, but I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is up with the weed there, but I'm like, this, it was fucking weird. And then the, the, that was my only real trip of the whole experience. And then they, um, uh, they gave you a free joint for buying some shit with them for like spending over like 80 bucks or something like that. And, uh, smoked the joint and I didn't feel a fucking thing. So I'm like, I'm, I'm calling some fucking bullshit on this California weed where I don't end up feeling a goddamn thing. This is, uh, I want some fucking money back from this shit. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's my, my weed experience from California. <laughs> so I don't have any weird experiences except for standing by while, while friends of mine smoked. Yeah. I just think it's a, not a fat guy thing. I think like psychedelics, alcohol and that shit, you can't enjoy them while you're fat. Like, you, the fat absorbs all the fun out of it, and it just becomes, like, nightmarish. 
Oh, I just don't have interest in it. Like, I don't even drink to get drunk. I just drink because I like the uh, the extra flavor sometimes in my drinks. The strength of it. So, I don't know, there's something interesting about it. I want the escapism. I, I don't know. I just, I, I've seen too many people where they're like, oh man, it feels so good. I feel like relaxed. I feel like I can be myself. I'm like, I want to see that. I want to be that. And the only time I ever got drunk, well, the first time I got drunk, I turned into the, I fucking love you, man. You're so cool. <laughs> Yo, you're like my best. Oh, God, give me a hug, man. You're, you're like my best fucking friend. And I'm just like, I like that. That was silly, but uh, I ended up vomiting on a floor. So I'm good. I don't need to do that again. I don't want to clean my fucking puke up. <laughs> yeah, don't blame me for that one. On that note, though, smell alone a puke. Hashtag fuck VidCon. That shit sucked. Go with your friends. Have fun with your friends. Not go to VidCon to go to VidCon. That convention's a fucking trip, man. Yeah, I would. If I was to go, I'd go once. Like I'd go like for the whole weekend or whatever. Go to the convention one day. Maybe stand outside the next, <laughs> and just watch people walk in and out. Like, oh, hey, there's what's his name. Just play bingo. Just play bingo. Just get like the the the, the commentators you think are going to be there. Everybody sets the cards up differently, and you play creator bingo with like three friends. Just sit there all day, play creator bingo. That sounds. That doesn't sound terrible, honestly. Because I that would actually be a really funny video to do. Sorry, my mic, my <laughs> headphones came out, but uh, that would actually be a really funny video. I might actually have to do that now. If I go, if I go next year or something, I might have to do that. Like actually get get bingo cards made up and then make a video of me and three people or something standing outside just playing Creator Bingo. So here's what we're gonna do next year. We're gonna I'm gonna do my YouTube shit for the next year. I'm gonna make enough money to get both of us tickets and fly out that way. We're gonna <laughs> fucking do it. We're gonna go and we're gonna fucking crash VidCon. Let's do this shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. Why not? I'll be down. I'm being serious. I'm like, if anything, I'm like, I'm, I'm being joking with VidCon. I'm like... Hashtag Googly, Goodly Gang. Googly Gang? Goodly, oh, goodly Gang. Gang. I was like, Googly. Google. We're going to be Googlers. Uh, yeah. No, we'll crash that shit. We'll fucking go in and just straight up uh, troll up on uh, fucking creators walking up. Um, <laughs> no, I, I am legit pissed, though. I miss so many fucking creators that I know, and I'm so mad. But that's its story for a different time. Anyway, on that note, we should uh, end the show here now. Uh, I do want your opinion, and anybody who is somehow still listening, do you think we should just do these shows live? Just start putting them up live and just be like, fuck it, we'll just talk live and then just put them up on the other platforms later? Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't be against it. The problem is having a consistent start time, which would be difficult yeah i think that would be the biggest killer but i'm like fuck man i'm like if you see like the augie guys doing it and everyone's just kind of having fun with it why not i think it'd be fun yeah it's true i I guess i guess to an extent we could always uh we could always um like when we figure out what we're gonna do and then just make a thumbnail and do kind of like what tommy c does i mean usually he has a set time but like you just Put up a thumbnail and schedule it for when you're you're planning to go live or whatever. Fuck it, we'll shell, we'll shell out. We'll get every every big YouTuber to come on as a guest host, and then and <laughs> once we start getting like 10, 20 viewers, we'll do we'll start putting a schedule up. Fuck it. Yeah. We'll shell the sh- We'll shell out goodly. Speaking goodly. All right. On that note, I am out. I'm like I'm fucking burning up in this fucking room.
this shit is a sweat box and I'm fucking dying. I can't have the AC on while we're recording. I'm like, oh, fuck my life, man. Yeah, my audio is going to be a little weak. 